Hi everyone, I'm Tebiso Maledu, the founder of Courageous Women Arise and the host of the show. Today I'm joined by Sharon Leanne Steven, fitness and self-defense coach. Sharon is married for 19 years and a mom of three. She is a bodybuilder, bikini competitor and martial artist who uses fitness and self-defense to evangelize and teach communities about the gospel. Sharon is really a missionary at heart, having used her communication and marketing skills in a range of different organizations and for the Great Commission. Having said this, her passion lies in service to people, and she does this through encouraging men, women, children to take care of their well-being spiritually, emotionally, and physically through her organization called Fellowship Through Fitness. Through Fellowship Through Fitness, she uses her martial arts and fitness skills to teach people about anti-human trafficking and promoting self-defense as a critical personal skill. This is one skill a person should have, even if it's never used, rather than need it one day and never know what to do. Sharon's greatest belief is that God is faithful in all circumstances and He grants us His mercy every day to accomplish the things He has planned for us. Our obedience to His call is greater victory than any form of success the world may try to offer in exchange. Wow, on that profound <laughs> statement, a warm welcome to Courage Everyday, Sharon. I am thrilled to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Tippi. So likewise, me as well. Very, very honored to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. So Sharon, we have two standing features of the show. First of all, we want to know your definition of courage. And at the end of the show, we all want to know what is your next courageous move. But before we get there, Tell us something that is interesting or a fun fact that is not on your profile that I've just read now. Well, to my family's um, um, huge challenge to my family is the fact that I am an avid animal lover mm -hmm. <laughs> and they have to deal with an array of animals in my home. We have two spiders, tarantulas, two bearded dragons, uh, two dogs, one cat, and an African grey that flew into into our lives in December 2021. <laughs> okay, I've lost count already. <laughs> that is like a, a whole. Should I call it a zoo already? It Not is. Yet. <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. It's a zoo. One from every animal uh, species, basically. Wow. <laughs> I think okay, we missed fish. <laughs> That is amazing. Let me confirm to our listeners that this is our real animals. <laughs> I've seen one. <laughs> so yes. it's not a metaphor for a love of animal. It's actually a real thing. Yeah. That is, um, you know, already courageous. <laughs> to that. Yes. So, yes. On that note, Sharon, in my world, like I say, knowing you and just having read your profile, to me, you are courage personified. So I am really curious to find out what is your definition of courage? So I think I have, I have one or two that I'd like to share as a definition, you know, because 
firstly, I think courage is being able to do something where everything around you, all the signs around you are saying no, that you cannot do it. Or society says that you cannot do it because of your height or your 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 name or you the color of your skin and, and you're still pursuing that and, and you get it done. And secondly, courage is being able to to keep the peace in a situation where you have the power to uh, to just exact revenge or and, and you will probably be right, but you choose not to. And I think that is the biggest uh, definition for me or the most meaningful definition for me of courage is being able to exercise self-control in a situation where your your actions would actually be proven right for the sake of the the, uh, the next person that is so profound that is so profound i mean what i'm hearing you say firstly is pushing those limitations right like you mm -hmm. say when you're told that you cannot do it because of your height whatever it is your color whatever so being courageous enough to move beyond limitations mm -hmm. but i also like what you said how to hold back your power when you actually can am i hearing you right there absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. sure that is today you're on a profound tip i'm not sure how <laughs> <laughs> These are just levels that you're delivering already. Thank you so much for that definition of courage. Um, and so let's move on. I mean, with all the different hats you wear as a wife, a mother, a bodybuilder, a missionary, a lover of animals, <laughs> just to name a few, how do you show up courageously every day? Tepi, I, I really, I dedicate, I try as best as much as possible to dedicate my time to God. I know that there are a lot of things that I am involved in, not only in church life, but I try to I try to make sure that I have dedicated my day and try and plan. So planning is very important to me. I have lists that mm -hmm. I that I write through and then even if things that are not on the list, I put them on the list and scratch scratch them off because I like that hit of dopamine. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I am a planner. I am very much planning and I also involve other people, you know, so, um, yeah, it's important to me, but I, I'm, I'm trying not to be an overachiever. I think that's what it's beginning to sound like, <laughs> but, uh, I think God has given us a set of skills that, uh, we ought to use and some of them become more prominent, uh, at certain stages of our lives, but, uh, it's our duty to be able to, to try our best, to make sure that we do the best with what God has given us. Mm. So I wouldn't call it an overachiever, I'd call it courageous, right? Because yes. I think the things that you wake up to do are not normal, like are not usual things, right? <laughs> oh, um, no, yes. And so I think for me, it's just inspiring to know that you are pushing boundaries and you're actually pursuing things that are not a norm in our society, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so that is, is really showing up courageously. But I also don't want to underestimate what you said um, over and above planning that you start your day with God. And that is how you show up courageously. So thank you for sharing that foundation because um, a lot of us, we just wake up and run, right? Mm -hmm. But I think yeah. for you to do the things that you do, which I, which inspires me and challenges me i think as you said that your foundation is really in god so thank you so much for sharing that
my pleasure. So you, I am, sorry. I am a love. Sorry, sorry. I want to say, Tipisa, you inspire me too. I I am very inspired by you. I I want you to know that. Thank, Thank you, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Sharon. So let's move on. Um, I love hearing the genesis of things. Um, please share with us what drew you into being an athlete. I mean, you are a bodybuilder and a martial arts um, artist, rather. I am so intrigued um, by that. How did you start out as an athlete in this field? When I was growing up, I was very much into track and field and um, you know, I, I was a, a volleyball player. I captained our volleyball team uh, in high school, throughout high school. I wasn't the best player, but I was a very good captain. But um, e either way, um, I, I, it was very difficult for me not to be involved in sport because it was a huge outlet for me growing up. And when I, uh, I think I was about 19 years old, and then mm -hmm. I don't know whether you remember Health and Racket. Huh? was the first jump. Yes. <laughs> that is the beginning. You're showing us your age right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> 100%. I'm showing you my age. And so health and racket, I think I just started working and I got I got myself a, a contract, uh, which was, uh, you know what, at that stage it was good because I was using it and I would go to the gym and um, obviously there wasn't anyone to guide me because an Indian girl in a, from a small conservative Indian community, uh, being going into bodybuilding was unheard of. You know, it wasn't something that was encouraged at all. And so I had to wait a little while before the urge, you know, to to go into it full time or, or more in, intently uh, when that time presented itself. Mm -hmm. And that presented itself after I was married to Roscoe, my husband, and uh, after I had children and he... Uh, I discussed it with him and said, you know, I'd really like to do this. And at the age of, I think, about 31, mm -hmm. I began to go down the road. And uh, it was very hard because I'm under, I'm, I'm 1.4 meters tall. It's very short. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time I went on stage, um, I, I was like a goldfish, honestly. I, but I knew it was something that I, I needed to do this. I needed to do it. I, I had lots of stretch marks. I, I was very, very, very underprepared for what was, uh, what it was going to be like on stage because all the bodybuilding and all the weightlifting and the exercise. I mean, that's months and months in preparation for getting onto stage. But those 10, 15 minutes on stage, that is your, your make it or break it. And the first time I broke it. <laughs> It was not wow. easy, but then I persevered and I, I competed five more times after that. And uh, I didn't get to, uh, I did qualify to go to regionals, but I didn't compete at a, on the regional stages. And um, so then I took a six year sabbatical. And then this year I competed for the first time, the sixth time, I, sorry, the sixth time. Um, and yeah, after a six year sabbatical and I took first place in my lineup, which is over 35 and uh, third overall in the competition. And that is with NABA, which is um, still quite, uh, while you are still novice, you can take part in that. Wow. What a journey. 
yeah what a journey of courage i mean i just hear courage um spelled out in everything that you've just said right uh, because against all odds whether it's your height your race everything yes. was against you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, even to add a little bit more my father mm -hmm. when he was alive and in the first time i competed he was not happy at all i mean he was very anti he, he didn't think it was right for me to be on stage with basically just underwear on but uh, when i started coming home with trophies he was very excited he was happy <laughs> wow so congratulations are in order for the third position and the first place overall um in yeah, this competition you. i think you are just as i say the epitome of courage thank <laughs> you very much you yes. are living breathing courage in every sense yeah but no, thank I, you. I want to just throw a wild card here um around this particular sports in particular i mean what really inspired you to want to follow it like what what where did like where did the inspiration come from to say i want to be a bodybuilder now like i really liked the shape of people you know i i like that muscular kind of physique and yeah. i wanted to see whether i could achieve that uh even though many you know people would say but you're you're a girl you're a woman you you won't be able to achieve that or you wouldn't be able to achieve that naturally and i am what you would consider a natural bodybuilder i don't take any supplements i don't it's taken taken me a very long time to achieve the physique the physique that i have and uh, uh i just need i needed to prove them wrong that's that was really the motivation and also i don't know about you Tepiso, but me we grew up watching wwe and wwf so uh -huh. those people were really you know they were heroes for me <laughs> Wow. Sure. Of course they are they are definitely on something some of them unfortunately. I didn't but still the appeal was there. The sure. appeal was there. Yeah. Cool. And in in fact yeah. you asked me about martial arts. Mm -hmm. Um also growing up I mean we we watched all the karate movies. Bruce Lee was there uh, in our in our TV rooms. Yes. <laughs> And I just, I just never thought that, uh, you know, it was something that I wanted to do because I was busy doing other, other kind of sports. But when, um, after having the children, and and um, I felt a little inadequate in the in in my physique uh, while I was competing, and then I and then I thought, okay, you know, in order to to let me strategize the kind of physique that I want to have the next mm -hmm. time I get on stage. Mm -hmm. And in that, I think about 2017 or so, mm -hmm. I uh, started uh, attending Warriors of Faith Martial Arts uh, um, here in Robin Hills with my children, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just tried a few sessions um, of Korean kickboxing and I immediately fell in love with that discipline. And uh, then, of course, because I, I like achieving things, I, uh, I discovered that they have a grading system and I worked towards earning my black belt in Korean kickboxing, which my son and I got on the same, on the same day. So for me, it, it started out as uh, getting a type of physique that would look good on stage. 
but it ended up with us using that skill that I had learned to uh, support communities around churches and mm -hmm. teaching them how best to use their bodies as a as a weapon in a given situation where they are found to be in, in you know in danger sure. so God has been good in that that's amazing I must say what struck me from what you said is that you actually started doing martial arts after you know um, your children like after you had mm -hmm. your children because I think as women generally we often feel after we've had children it's like our life ends and we leave to just for our children but I yes. think it's interesting that you continue to pursue the things that you love you continue to focus on what is important to you you continue mm -hmm. taking risks because it's also yeah. you know just taking risks to do what you do so that is yeah. so inspirational just to hear that story right to any woman who's listening out there probably just had children and feel like okay this is the end of my journey yes. that it is possible to pursue yeah. the things that you love doing even after you've had children yes um and also it becomes to their benefit yeah. so that is 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 inspiring indeed what i wanted to know though and uh, maybe before we move on to talking more about self-defense is to tell us i mean you said that you don't take any supplements what do, what does it take to prepare to participate in this competition so when we prepare, we've got to have a very high protein diet. Well, that mm. if you consistently have a good di diet, you know, if you have a if you have healthy eating habits, being on stage uh, or preparing to be on stage isn't as difficult as you know as people make it out to be. If you're consistent throughout your um, your your year, for instance, mm. like you know, ha making sure that you have your your protein doing away with your sugars, um, just uh, don't eat too much of bread, be consistent in those little things. So then when we get to uh, prepping for stage, what we do is we'll maybe up our protein content and then lower our, our carb content only for that particular time so that by the time we get on stage, that muscle looks amazing. You know, it looks like warm marble. People want to touch us, you know, our shoulders and stuff. Wow. Like <laughs> Not now, after COVID, please don't touch us. But <laughs> in any case, it's, that's the, that's, in, you know, in a nutshell, that's what I can tell you. And then, of course, lots of water. Look after yourself. When I say not supplementing, I don't mean not taking a very good um, vitamin and mineral supplement. That's different. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. People do tend to take things like uh, mass boulders or, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, they, they, uh, some of the athletes have been known to take uh, anabolic steroids or growth hormones and stuff. And I try to stay away from that because, like you said, Sepi, I am a mother, I have children, and it's very important that I'm a good role model to them. Even mm -hmm. as an athlete, I don't want them to see me doing things that they are going to want to do and then you know it's going to be it's going to be bad for their health at the end of the day or their performances as uh, as athletes sharon has just shared how she prepares for the competition what is interesting for me is that diet is more important in preparation for this competition according to sharon self-defense is a critical personal skill this is one skill a person should have given the society that we live in 
I proceeded to ask Sharon what are the primary skills that she teaches in the self-defense course. So before we move on, um, I want us to go back to self-defense. I mean, you mentioned that it's a very critical skill, right? Yeah. Um, please share a bit about with us what does the course entail? What does it look like? What are the primary things that you teach in terms of self-defense? You know, the very primary things we do and what we try to uh, um, develop in people is to create, they must be able to be self-aware. So when you are in an environment, you must be aware of your, of, of your surroundings, be able to uh, identify what, what is dangerous, what is not dangerous. I mean, if you're in a parking lot and you see a group of people and they're fighting, don't go there move around you know it's a, it's a simple thing that we don't actually think of um for instance if some somebody is trying to uh, uh take your cell phone give give them your cell phone but don't get hand it to them throw it away throw it i mean you hopefully you've got insurance for that cell phone but yeah. what i'm saying is don't it's about just being intelligent about mm. what to do in a given situation and i mean look I'm not ignorant. We're living in a country where uh, gender-based violence is is uh, is very high, mm -hmm. and uh, bullying is also a problem. So we also teach our athletes to be uh, uh, disciplined. You know, because we're giving you the power to come out of a situation to potentially potentially harm someone quite badly. So if you are able to get out of that without using the skills, that's awesome, you know. But if you have to use the self-defense techniques that we are teaching you, you must. But that is for you to make a quick exit. It's not for you to continue the fight. Because if I, I mean, a man is still a man, regardless of whether I have a, a black belt or two black belts, a man is still a man. If I am being... Um, attacked by a man and uh, he has got me in a situation where I can get out, I gotta run. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's, that's what it is. You are getting out of it to run because the minute he gets up, he's gonna become very angry and he's gonna do whatever he can to make sure he exacts his revenge on me physically. Sure. So yeah, that's basically what it is. Um, we don't want anyone to murder anyone. We don't want anyone to to uh, to kill. But self defense is protecting yourself, and to get it one step further is protecting the ones you love. You know, so yeah, that's what self defense is, Sepi. Beautiful, beautiful. There are two critical things you said there. One is about your self awareness being aware of your environment be aware of where you are and what's happening around you so that's a very critical skill mm -hmm. but also like what you said that it's about your quick exit finding a way to quickly exit from the situation yeah it's not just about being Bruce Lee and fighting all the way right <laughs> yes because someone yes. might want to be uh, a Bruce Lee and be like hey I can fight and fight and show my fighting yeah. skills but yes. I like what you said that the importance of self-defense is really finding a quick way 
out of a dangerous situation and yes. those skills enable you to get to get that quick exit yeah. so that is super great i i remember i did one during COVID as well you ran some classes um online online COVID yes and um, <laughs> i was empowered so i hope the ladies that are listening out there they'll also be encouraged listening whether it's ladies or men whoever they are that are listening yes. that self-defense is a critical skill in mm -hmm. this time and in this nation because mm -hmm. of uh, a lot of violence that we experience whether it at home or just outside um in the community but i think yes. it's one of the critical skills thank you so much um we are almost about to bring this conversation into a landing and i've been enjoying i think one of the things that has been is confirmed that you're an animal lover this recording has got beautiful sounds of animals <laughs> in the background <laughs> so that we cannot edit <laughs> i think we'll keep this as part of the excitement uh -huh. of the show this is a real uh, show where animals are there we can't ask you to take all the 20 animals out of your house <laughs> That will be a Noah exit now. So no, let's just thank you. <laughs> let's keep it there. So that has been amazing. So let's um, talk about what you are most passionate about, which is being a missionary and evangelizing for the gospel. I know you leave this, you breathe this. This is one of your passion, and you're actually using your fitness courses to evangelize. So I would like to know, I mean, there are a lot of people who would like to share their faith in their workplace um, or wherever they are in the marketplace where God has, has placed them and, and they don't know where to start. Please share tips on how to, to build courage to share our faith in the marketplace or at work or at school, wherever God has placed us. You know, that, that question never gets old. It doesn't. And I'm so glad that you're asking. And I, and I hope that people continue to ask this question because it always starts with prayer. It always starts. You know, God puts particular names or people in your heart. And the first thing you do is pray. And it starts as easy as just a conversation about uh, do you believe in life after death? Uh, it could it could even start with um, with what is uh, someone's idea about the Bible, and also I mean, you don't need a theological degree to to share the gospel, but you do need to know your faith, because I see now, especially in the workplace, um, and with a lot of young adults, there's a lot of existential questions that they have, and they want to know uh, if uh, Jesus's resurrection was real whether his crucifixion was real and mm -hmm. you if you are considering sharing the gospel and it's not difficult you don't have to make it difficult for yourself just go and read up on what the what the world is saying about jesus resurrection and you go and read your bible and understand what you believe because that's very important we need to know what mm -hmm. we believe uh, mm -hmm. as well and, and to be able to give answers that are uh, fulfilling and satisfying that will lead people to to question their own lives repent and accept Jesus as Lord so for a, a very simple example um, the other day I'm very passionate about uh, uh, Muslim evangelism CP so uh, uh, some of the work that I do now is focused on that um, <clears throat> 
And one day, uh, I was at I was at the shopping center, and there was a Muslim lady who approached us to ask if uh, we could perhaps pay for her her cheese, you know. And then I asked if I could pray for her, and uh, she said that uh, she must look like she's in a lot of trouble if uh, I want to pray for her. So because I know uh, that Muslim believers do not have surety of faith surety of eternal life i said to her <clears throat> we will all have we will all be in trouble if we don't know where we are going when we die mm. and uh, that kind of opened up the you know a, a conversation but she wasn't very uh, keen on me praying for her so very quickly i i just gave her a little bit of uh, cash that i had and uh, said to her that jesus loves her and she can spend eternity with him. She just needs to know him and love him for who he is. And he is the son of God. And I left it at that. And I prayed. So those opportunities are going to come, you know. And you just need to be, you need to know what you are doing. You need to know the, 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 the science behind ministering to a Muslim person. Or how best to engage with a Hindu person by understanding their faith. But first, you need to understand your own faith. Sure. So that is sobering, right? Um, just to start with the basics, because I think, as you say, we can make it so far-fetched um, as if you need to have a, a degree or a PhD in theology. But I think what you're saying is just know the basics of your own faith and know the, ba the basics of other people's faith for you to be able to engage with them yeah. um, as, as you have conversations. Thank you for, for, for sharing that. So Sharon, a lot of women struggle to keep physically active because of the many responsibilities that women have in general. I'd like you to share what encouragement can you give to women struggling with keeping active and taking care of their physical wellness? Maybe three tips that you can give um, women to get physically active. Thanks, Sipi. So my three tips would be, number one, I mean, it can be as simple as going for a walk playing with the children, that's also uh, going to uh, expend energy. And then number two would be involve the whole family with your uh, with developing good eating habits because that's a benefit for, for your children. I mean, the, the quicker they get used to having healthy meals and, and good eating habits, it's going to be better for them in the long run. And number three is have fun. Have fun, um, try new things. If you can get a personal trainer, do that. But uh, you, can, you can do a lot of things on your own. That is beautiful. I'm not gonna add to the three tips. I hope everyone has the three, three tips. Um, it's just the basics. Um, and that is so, so encouraging to know that we can start somewhere. So we're about to keep bring this into a close on uh, on that sobering note around um encouragement or advice that you have received in your life in your journey as a bodybuilder as a mother and all the different roles that you um you wear what is that advice and what is that advice that you live by that advice um came from from my husband actually mm -hmm. um uh, he said to me, never back down. So <laughs> I never do, including with him. But I, I get that, uh, that advice I got from, from him. 
He's my greatest supporter. I cannot do anything without his help. Um, and he always pushes me forward. So those are the three words that uh, he has given and that resonate in everything that I do. I never back down. Beautiful, beautiful. I can imagine about to enter the competition and you know, there's so many thoughts that says go back, but you hear him say never back down. And yes. uh, I guess as the saying goes, forward is forward no matter the pace. So oh, that yes. is inspiring indeed. So let's hear then what is your next courageous move? What should we expect from Sharon moving forward? What's your next courageous move? Uh, sure. I think uh, my next courageous move is to complete my my uh, studies at the Baptist Theological College, which mm -hmm. I'm I'm right at the end, Sippy. So please keep me in prayer. Listeners, also please keep me in prayer. <laughs> yes. I'm right at the end. It's been a long, long journey for me. And uh, uh, in terms of athletics, I would really like to get my uh, second dan, which is basically my second black belt in Korean kickboxing. And I might actually compete in a Muay Thai fight, but I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about it. It's just that I really like my teeth. So <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So that's the only the only thing that's stopping you for there is just your teeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So before we bring this, as we bring this to a close, literally, as we bring this to a close, please share your wellness programs where people can reach you on social media and any other new programs or anything that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close. Short episode. So if anybody would like to come for a free self-defense session, they're welcome to contact me on Instagram. I'm Sharon Leanne Steven. Um, on Facebook, also Sharon Leanne Stephen. And uh, if you'd like to send me an email, you can get me on Sharon at fellowshipfitness.co.za and we can talk more there. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Thank you for just showing up authentically. Thank you for just being so inspirational and just being, you know, the, the personification of courage on so many levels you are an inspiration to so many women Thank who you. might look at themselves and say i can't it's impossible i'm to this i'm to that i'm not good enough but i think on all levels you have shown it and proven it over and over again that it is possible to do the impossible with god on your side so thank you so much for your time and thank you tepiso for this opportunity really I really appreciate it. My conversation with Sharon has been authentic and very courageous. Her pursuit of confronting limiting beliefs as a bodybuilder and using her wellness program to share her passion for her faith, even in everyday conversation, is intriguing and may be considered controversial. If you want to share your story of courage, email us on cwris.info at gmail.com. If you don't want to miss an episode, find and subscribe to Courage Every Day on your favorite podcast platform or follow us on Courageous Women Arise social media platforms. Courage Every Day, where women share how they show up courageously every day.